Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where we count down the most insane things that happened this week. Insane thing number four is a picture. It's an illegal immigrant flipping the double bird to the American people as he walks out of a New York courtroom with no bond after violently beating up a police officer. It was a jarring photo this week. Everyone was talking about it. Well, except the liberal mainstream media. They blacked it out. But I mean, the rest of normal America was talking about it because it is the perfect capture in a single photo of liberal privilege where if you are of the right voting or future voting class you are so highly valued so immune from the law that you can do whatever the hell you want and in this case it was beating up police officers and i don't mean a little this wasn't one of those resisting arrests where they call it assault this was full-on throw the officers to the ground kick them repeatedly It's a brutal video. Everybody watched it this week. But it wasn't just what the picture said about the lawless reality of America and its open borders right now. It was the details of the case. See, pickpocketing gangs, hustle gangs where they just, you know, they rob you at gunpoint or knife point. They've conquered territory and now control whole city blocks where they regularly rob and menace anyone who would dare to walk there. See, I think a lot of people thought, well, the police officer, he resisted while he was being arrested. No, no. Do you know why they attacked the police officer? They attacked these two officers who were patrolling together because the officer simply asked them to stop loitering, asked them to move on. Again, this wasn't your typical, hey, they were resisting arrest and uh, so assaulted the officer in the course of that. No, when the officer dared to question their authority, whether they controlled the block by telling them, hey, you need to go ahead and move on. You can't loiter here. They were brutally attacked. In other words, what you watched in that video was a punishment, a beatdown of these officers for not understanding who was in charge, for questioning whose territory this part of 42nd Avenue. That's why the illegal immigrant would have flipped Americans off on the way out of 
you know, no bond being re-released, no deportation because it's a sanctuary city. Hoon Boada, 22, is saying to Americans, screw you. This is my territory. And I won't have anyone, not even a street cop, question it. They know as long as liberals rule, they can do whatever the hell they want. And that was pretty much made clear by the governor, who, during past more sane times in American history, would have had to assure the public she would do everything possible to have him deported. And I bet she could do it if she wanted to. I mean, it's not like she can't just call up the White House and demand it, right? I mean, they're all Democrats here. The best we could get out of her is a non-committal, yeah, we'll look into it. Take a listen. She doesn't sound serious at all. Should those individuals be deported? I think that's absolutely something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York, um, and they're not, you know, they've not processed, they're not here legally, definitely worth checking into. Yeah, that's as non-committal as it gets. She isn't going to do jack. But I can tell you what the illegal immigrant's going to do. He and his buddies, the other five, they'll return right back to their territory. And I'm willing to bet over time, police don't even question them anymore. Don't even speak to them because they've won. They've won utterly. By the way, most of the suspects in this case have previous arrest records in the New York City or New York State area. So, I mean, we know how this is going to work. They'll be back out doing it again. Which leads us to insane thing number three. Donald Trump is in the same justice system right now in the state and city of New York that that illegal immigrant who flipped the bird this week is in. But he's having a very different experience because he's not an illegal immigrant. He doesn't have liberal privilege. And I don't think people understand how Trump is being taken apart piece by piece. There's this sort of delusion on our side, especially on social media. I see it a lot. Well, he's a billionaire. No big deal. He'll just pay for everything, including his campaigns. And he'll pay to save the country. All I got to do is get my, you know, Trump T-shirt and I'll be good. No, folks, Trump is on the verge right now of losing his business empire, having it dissolved. Look it up. This really is historic. Look up the word dissolved. The prosecutor in the case wasn't even talking about dissolving Trump's business empire. She was just going for a $370 million fine on what are truly ridiculously trumped up charges when Deutsche Bank, who they brought into court as the victim, was insistent they hadn't been victimized, they'd lost no money, he'd paid on time, and he couldn't have committed fraud because they did their own assessment of his properties. In other words, they weren't defrauded. You don't make a multi-million dollar loan uh, without bringing somebody in to assess what is securing the loan. They testified to all that at court, but it didn't matter. And so Trump was convicted under a New York fraud law dating back to 1956. And even the Associated Press was gobsmacked by it. Headline, dissolving Trump's business empire would stand apart in the history of New York fraud law. Why? They went back through, and there's only been a few dozen cases that this has been used in because you have to have a real egregious case. And in the few cases where business empires were dissolved, it was because they were still actively defrauding people of money, i.e. there are victims. So these were, you know, crank schemes to get people to fake pay college tuition and then the guy pockets it and there's no college. It was stuff like that. Trump didn't do anything like that. And the the Associated Press even pointed that out, that 
Uh, Trump, he was the only one of these cases that didn't have a victim. And so dissolving his business interests seemed, well, very extreme. Now, we know from Bloomberg Billionaire Index, Trump has about $400 million to $600 million cash on hand. And we're expecting a $370 million judgment. It hasn't come down yet um, in the fraud case because he's already been convicted. On top uh, of the $83 million plus, he'll have to pay to Gene Carroll. That'll wipe out most of his cash. And the mainstream media was giddy because this will, if the judge dissolves the business empire, and by the way, the prosecutor isn't even asking for that. The judge, who is a liberal Biden donor, put it on the table uh, that, hey, you know, I think I might need to dissolve his business empire. So what would that mean? Judge Kaplan can direct the Trump properties be sold. And they're not going to sell at the best prices. They're going to sell at fire sale prices. There's a, a meme on the Internet right now renamed E. Jean Carroll Tower on Fifth Avenue in New York. Once he's exhausted his appeals and if he's lost, uh, he will have to pay. Um, and if not pay, sell properties off. So Trump was already looking at losing his business license in the state of New York, which he most assuredly will at this point because he's already been found guilty of fraud. This is the next step, dissolving and destroying his businesses. Now, he could win on appeal, but that's not likely because Democrats control the system from top to bottom. It's not going to be fair. It's totally fixed. So so the judge adding to the table that, hey, dissolving his business empire is now being seriously considered. I mean, the judge wouldn't do that if he wasn't going to do it. Um, Trump faces the very real prospect here of coming out of this having very little to nothing. And keep in mind, we haven't seen yet if there'll be any other convictions. There'll be fines with those. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I, he looks like a fine. He's, he's heading to being a financially broken man. We've never seen that before. This kind of political retribution wrought by a system this weaponized. Because we've never seen a system this weaponized in a partisan fashion before. This is new in America. In fact, I can't even imagine the chilling effect this is going to have on our candidate selection going forward, knowing that if you are successful or, God forbid, uber successful in taking them out, you're going to be bankrupt. Uh, you're going to be facing multiple felonies and you're going to be facing them before liberal weaponized juries who you can't reason with. I mean, just being a good person, have you know, being above board, complying with law is not enough anymore to protect you. That's a really scary place for any candidate to be. And I'm not sure if the best candidates are going to come on board knowing that the left will get away with that. It's going to have a huge impact going forward. Because even if Trump wins, he's going to be financially broken. Worse yet for Trump and for us, given the financial situation I just laid out for him, he's having to rely on campaign donations to pay his bills. And on Wednesday, we got to look at how high those bills were. 50 million, almost $60 million in legal costs just in 2023. And the four main cases in 24 haven't really started yet. And it's devastating because he was left. He started off with $100 million he had raised this year, just $5 million cash on hand. Joel Weingart tweets, and he really puts this in perspective, 2024 hasn't even begun, and Trump has already spent $50 million in legal costs, with hundreds of millions of dollars set to be spent in the upcoming months 
in legal cost. The Save America PAC can only refund another $17.7 million before finding an alternative funding source for his legal bills. Well, with the rest of the money locked up, I, I don't know if he's going to end up with a public defender, and I don't know how he's going to pay for the campaign. Worse yet, his donations fell by 20% in this current quarter over the last quarter because word is getting out. People are figuring it out. Wow, I thought I was supporting Trump and the Republicans. I'm paying his legal bills. They don't want to do that, which is a shame because they're breaking the man. So I, I, I don't know how we have a campaign. I don't know how we defend him. I don't know any of it. It's going to be wild to see. But we've never seen anything like this. Want to pause here for just a minute to, to tell you about the 18 months I've now been on the PhD weight loss program. I lost 29 pounds in the first six months of my journey, but that was just the beginning. I love their maintenance plan and I love how it's a simple system for life. I feel like this is a riding a bike now. I could do it for the rest of my life. And I think it says more that I've kept the 29 pounds off for the 11 months than that I lost them in the first place because I've lost weight before and I've always put it back on. This has been the first time I haven't put it back on. And yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I stray a little bit occasionally. But with this system, I've learned to build in the traits, to earn them and build them in, knowing I now have the metabolism to recover, to get right back on the system. So I can go back to enjoying the things I like upon occasion. Look, I'm not going to tell you there's no discipline required here because that wouldn't be true. All diets require discipline, but this is the easiest one I've ever tried. So, look, don't commit to doing this. Commit to finding out more. Go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. You do it anywhere in the country. There's somebody in all 50 states doing it. Myphdweightloss.com. Now back to the show. Insane thing number two. If you go on Google and you Google... Retailers getting rid of self-checkout. You'll see a new trend we've never seen before. Self-checkout's been around for about 20 years, increasingly popular in the last decade. Everybody's got it. And it's never really been that much of a problem before, but retailers, according to CNBC, are beginning to either limit the checkout lanes, pull out self-checkout entirely. Why? Well, we found out from this incredible survey. Folks, this says so much about our country. It's apparently because Gen Z is robbing them blind. Just the headline on this New York Post article is insane. A whopping one third, actually it's 37% of Gen Z shoppers admit they prefer self-checkout kiosks so they can shoplift. No other generation even comes close. In fact, a third of young shoppers admitted, again, it was 37%, that they shoplift while cashing out of self-check but it's why they do it that's so staggering it's not what you would think i'd guess the economy inflation prices no no that wasn't the main reason it was to get back at capitalist retailers the survey was done by lending tree and when they were asked about why they shoplift in the self-checkout line you'd think it'd be inflation or you know economy no it's to punish corporations. People said something like this more than anything. We have so many companies that don't care about their customers only making money. If we can punish the corporation, we feel we have done our best. So they feel like they're doing something good by stealing. This is how thick 
and wide the mainstream media propaganda was around the summer of love. Because think about it. Again, Gen Z, some of them are in their late 20s, but we've been just fine with self-checkout when they were in their early 20s. This is new. This is the last few years, and I'm convinced it's liberal Democrats in the media telling them over and over and over again, hey, property crime is a crime. Some insurance company will pay for it. It's not immoral. It's just redistribution. All the lines parroted to justify the riots and the looting. It's apparently been taken to heart by Gen Z. Oh, and by Gavin Newsom, governor of California, who said something unbelievable this week on a Zoom call with his staff. He was venting and he didn't realize that he was being recorded till it was too late. Gavin Newsom is really a pioneer of retail theft. Unfortunately, he's also the governor of California. He's the guy behind Prop 47, which decriminalized from a felony to a misdemeanor any theft under $950. You got to do $950 in a pop. So like you could go back, get three different TVs in a day as long as each is under $950. And it's only going to be a misdemeanor in the state of California, which is why you're seeing all these businesses there close. Even worse, the attorney general of that state came out and announced that they're not going to prosecute misdemeanor theft anymore for the most part in that state, unless you have repeat, repeat, repeat offenses. So people just robbing these stores blind. Gavin Newsom, who I guess doesn't get out much, goes to Target and actually sees somebody in the process of of going right out the door without paying. So he tells the cashier, get that guy. You know, aren't you going to go get that guy? When she tells him no, he's appalled that he has to pay and the guy doesn't. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Uh, that'd be because of Prop 47, which you personally campaigned for, sir. Which, hilariously, is what the cashier tried to explain to the governor. She didn't realize he was the governor, which incensed him. He demanded to see the manager. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why aren't you stopping him? She goes, oh, the governor. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no there's no there's no accountability. Have you ever wondered? I spent a lot of time wondering this. If these liberals are just plum evil, like they just wake up every morning bent on destruction, cooking up ever more creative ways to destroy everything in America, including retail. Or if they're just so unself-aware that it's almost a psychological problem. It's almost clinically, psychologically diagnosable. I always thought it was the first, the evil part. But this makes me wonder, this is a level of self-unawareness you almost never witness in public. Take a listen to this next clip where he insists this isn't his fault. Even the cashier knows it's his fault. I said, that's just not true. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. I could do a three-hour podcast on this, y'all. I won't do that to you. But at this point, the staff on the Zoom call are starting to look uncomfortable because they realize the public's seeing this. They know the cashier's right. You can tell by the look on their faces. They know he has just terminally embarrassed himself. But he doesn't know. He keeps going. And look at his first reaction. This is so typical 
of the authoritarian liberal mind. If I have to hear something I don't like, that this is my fault, by God, I'm going to go to the higher authority and have her punished for saying things I don't like. I'm going to call her manager not to stop the theft at this point, but to correct her that the governor hasn't caused this mess. At this point, she freaks out, realizing she's talking to the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? God, there's so much in this interaction. His first reflex, and this is becoming the go-to for the left, is not to argue, to debate, or to lie like they used to. It's just to have the other person censored. No photo. You're not taking a photo of me. Are you just shut up? I'm going to get your manager. Okay, so anyway, he later says, on the Zoom call, hey, there isn't any media on this, right? Like, I'm not being recorded, but it was too late. By the way, you might remember it's about to get a lot worse in California because Gavin Newsom just signed another law, hasn't gone into effect yet, that will bar any employee except full-time security from even laying a hand on any shoplifter or shop- stopping them in any way, including verbally. And if there's been a shoplifting incident, the owner has to pay for counseling for those involved, even if there was no violence, which uh, small time, you know, family owned shops, convenience stores are saying, well, bankrupt them. But Gavin Newsom doesn't care. I guess he figures he's not responsible for that either. So it's about to get a lot worse in California. That's why you're seeing so many businesses flee. It's just impossible to do business there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Because of Gavin Newsom, who's completely, totally unaware of all this, it seems. And insane thing number one. Most of America probably heard about the three soldiers murdered by Iran via its proxies in Jordan. But what most Americans probably don't know is that Joe Biden... Six days later, not only hasn't responded, they probably know that, but is still paying Iran. Just as I predicted when this news broke, we 
would not, under any circumstances, cut multi-billions in funding we have provided for Iran, which they are, as we speak, drawing on $16 billion. $6 billion of it transferred on 9-11 and another $10 billion in unfrozen cash awarded in October in what Iran can only take to mean was a reward for doing October 7th. None of that has been withdrawn. It's incredible. I put it this way. If you're fortunate enough to go to war with us or to be in military conflict with us, you've hit the jackpot. Because now, just to make it fair, we'll pay you. Can you imagine going into Normandy if we'd called up Hitler and gone, yeah, hey, we're going to send you a few billion dollars, humanitarian aid or whatever. Yeah, I bet you could use that just to make it fair. Said like nobody ever in the history of warfare. I predicted as soon as I heard this on the air that we would not withdraw the funding. And sure enough, we're just shy of a week. They're still funded. But they're not just still funded in that way. I don't think Americans realize how much cash Joe Biden has provided them since he came to office and lifted the crippling sanctions that Trump had on them. Here's Florida Republican Congressman Mike Walls on that. Number two, you drive up, you dry up the cash. Uh, Iran's received over $100 billion in oil sales, waivers, and hostage money since Biden has come in. Those sanctions were crippling, as Walls described them on Fox News. He's the only one talking about this that I could even find. Those sanctions were so crippling, the Iranian people were struggling to feed themselves. They weren't just sanctions on Iran selling its oil. They were sanctions on anyone who did business with Iran. Two-tier sanctions. And they were very effective. Meaning, at this point, Joe Biden is literally paying Iran to kill Americans. Literally paying for the hardware that Iranian proxies like the Houthis are using against American ships. And of course, I've explained why, because it is the goal of Obama and now Biden to have a nuclear armed Iran. Even more incredible, one of the first things anybody with any sense would have done as president would be to reimpose the sanctions Joe Biden lifted this fall, barring Iran from buying a missile on which to deliver its nukes. They're free and clear to do that right now because we let those sanctions expire. They can go to Russia. They can go to China. So if you think it's bad for our troops now, and this was cold-blooded murder, folks. This wasn't they got caught in a crossfire. This wasn't they got caught in a side blast. Literally, that drone followed our drone in, used the cover to get in, and committed homicide. I mean, this was cold-blooded murder. And, And you can only look at the actions of the Biden regime and conclude they're okay with it. They're continuing to pay for it. And on top of that, make sure that Iran can get the missile to really devastate our troops next time. Want further proof? They're actually on Iran's side. And I think they're buying time that five more months, the international inspectors told us this past weekend, they need to be fully nuclear armed. By the way, they now have enough fissile material for 12 nukes. 12 nukes and the timeline's about five months so i think they don't want to do anything that will prevent iran from completing its nuclear program and getting nuclear weapons i don't think this is weakness at all in the biden regime i think it's strength a new evil kind of strength that americans can't even recognize because it's so unfathomable anyway public opinion demands that biden do something 
But he wanted to make sure that nobody in a critical leadership position in Iran, including the leaders of their terrorism proxy force, were hurt or killed. So he did something, well, he warned our enemies that drone strikes are coming, but informed them, this was in a leak to CBS, that the strikes would only be in Syria or Iraq. Nowhere else, and only on a day when the weather is clear. Take a gander at what kind of weather they've had recently in Iraq. Unclear. What did this do? Well, it bought the leadership plenty of time to get to heck out of Dodge to flee the country. They're okay, by the way. How do we know that? Because the Middle Eastern newspapers and news outlets are reporting that these leaders, reporting by name that these leaders have fled back to Iran where they know they're safe because Biden's leaked the plans. And by the way, the White House confirmed them that they are not going to hit Iran. So all these guys know, wait, I, okay, I've got until it clears up to get to Iran. Uh, and the Iranian commander of the IRGC, known as Haj Askar, fled al Burkamal two days ago, and he is safely in Iran. We know this from the reporting out of the Middle East. So Joe Biden can can now safely go ahead and blow up, I don't know, an unmanned weapons bunker. It, it doesn't matter because they've got $16 billion. They just replace it. They, they got plenty of money from Joe. So this is truly colluding with the enemy at this point. Even liberal Jennifer Griffin, who's something of a liberal nut job, said it's unprecedented. She tweeted... And all those IRGC commanders have already left Syria and gone into hiding, leaving those bases. The Pentagon usually does not telegraph so much if it wants the element of surprise. That's because they did it, Jennifer. Oh, these people. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 